Welcome, one and all, once again, to River Do's and River Don'ts, the podcast where we discuss an episode of Riverdale, talk about our favorite part of that episode, our River Do, the maybe perhaps less favorite part of the episode, the River Don't, and the weekly weird, which is the little dash of Riverdale je ne sais quoi that keeps us puzzled and unsure of our footing in this lurid and often ill-disciplined narrative. I'm Rob Stith. I'm Quinn Wilson. And I'm Kat Cool. Today we will be discussing Chapter 17, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. That is the fourth episode of Season 2, directed by Allison Anders and written by Amanda Lasher. And you guys, it, it's starting to get real nuts. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. If the sweaty, greasy end of the last episode was not enough to tip you off... Things are about to get weird. We begin with a, I'm not sure what the point of it is, sequence of Jughead doing some true crime research and just sort of seeing a Madame Tussaud wax gallery of serial killers, including the Black Hood. Oh, yeah. Oh, and how easy was that, too? Like, God. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa just busted out the Phantom Killer props from his remake of The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which this episode is named for, and just said, hey, you, key grip, Uh gaffer, whatever, put this this potato sack on and stand there looking menacing. You there, best boy. (laughs) Um, They did explicitly call out Zodiac as like in their list of killers, which I thought was interesting having called out similar filmic language yeah. to the Fincher uh, adaptation of that particular story. It's slash true, true thing true. that happened. Series of grisly murders, whatever you want to call it. Um, um, so, so that happens. That's our nice little tone-setting opener, I guess. We see that Archie is practicing his handgun marksmanship, at least... I guess if he's going to be like this, at least maybe it would be better for him to be able to hit the thing he intends. Something like that. That's that's my uh, charitable take on that. Hermione informs Veronica because she's so easy to tell what to do that (laughs) this red circle video means that Veronica and Archie are over and looks to Hiram for support. But Hiram is just seemingly pleased as punch to be watching the world burn. (laughs) The fool boy has taken the bait. Yes. Yes. (laughs) This dude is clean shaven simply because if he had a mustache, it would be an instantaneous and eternal tell. He would Uh just never stop twirling it. He'd he'd not be able to get work done. He'd have to do his work one handed for the twirling. Uh Uh-huh. So that happened, and of course, I'm sure that Veronica will listen to her parents on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, I do want to say there's a note here that I think ties in to this episode, (laughs) or this particular portion of the episode. It may have been a couple of minutes since we last recorded. Uh, It's fine. We're professional. Oh, yeah. There has not been a long gap since I I watched this episode. Um, It says, Veronica gets this vid is horny, underlined four times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great observation i mean it is she yeah. gets it though yeah uh-huh. that explains so much of her behavior <laughs> yeah uh, 
and we can take we can take it a step further, Cat. Anything explains anyone's <laughs> behavior. Am I right? <laughs> That's great point, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel so sorry for our listeners unless they've already seen these episodes, which is probably the correct way to consume this podcast. I'm not going to tell you how to get your kicks because we're just laughing at shit and it doesn't make any sense. But like, I promise it makes sense. But I would love to see the fantastical portrait of this show that comes out of someone who has not actually watched it, just consuming this. (laughs) That's how I understand Sailor Moon past the episodes that were shown on Deke when I was a little kid from listening to To Chris Chris and Jordan. Jordan. I have just heard them discussing later Sailor Moon. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good uh, nod of approval for the podcast, though, because it's still super fun to listen to, even though I have no fucking idea what's happening. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to The Worst Idea of All Time recently, and I've listened to them talk about watching Sex in the City 2, <laughs> something on the order of 30 times without ever having seen the film myself. That's wonderful. And at this point, uh, I don't want to spoil myself, because what I have in my how head- How could it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've watched good. a reaction and discussion podcast to a movie that I've not seen wherein they react and discuss the same movie every episode. Uh-huh. Wow. This is memes. I'm not even yeah. asking, is this memes? This, this is memes. This is memes. But back to Veronica in this very horny video. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's a it's a horny video. And she obviously is not going to heed this ultimatum from her parents but we'll see how she reacts to it in a little bit alice meanwhile is sad that polly has gone and to my mind the fact that her sadness and fear might just be real makes this worse not better honestly because it's just yeah she's actually suffering and she's gonna just still do all the bad, horrible shit again the next opportunity she gets. And it doesn't yeah. make any difference. Which is uh-huh. the point that uh, Polly m- was making on leaving. That she was like, yeah, yeah until the next was, time. Yeah. Which I thought was a very collected and well-considered point of view for someone who's under a lot of emotional duress. I was very impressed with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. We discover that Fred saw that horny, horny video and also that he does not understand how the internet works. Oh, yeah, I know. I appreciate that they do directly address that. Make this video not on the internet anymore. (laughs) And he's like, I can't, Dad. It was too horny. It's already been like, it's been downloaded and reposted so many times. It's been flagged as potentially not appropriate for advertising. (laughs) Um, but yeah he he seems at least moderately appeased by the fact that Archie at least deleted it from his channel and put up an apology or something like that yeah he Um, did his college best but I mean it's out there you can't stop the signal and it's Archie so what yeah yeah we then cut to check in on Jughead uh, hanging out with them serpents who are considering beating the shit out of Archie as an initiation because of how dumb his fucking video is. Yeah, look at this stupid, horny video. We should kick this guy's ass. (laughs) But not in a gay way. (laughs) You guys, it's in a really gay way. (laughs) That's very true. Step Uh, on me, please, uh, Archie. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) 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 Shut up. (laughs) Um, Jughead 
tries to do some damage control and suggests that maybe they should try out a harder target like the fucking Black Hood. But the Serpents are actually fans of the Black Hood, it turns out, because he is going after Northsiders. And, yeah, oof, (laughs) that's rough. I mean, based on my understanding of the politics of Riverdale at this point, I can't blame them. (laughs) And based on where this episode goes, I also can't blame them. Jeez, where this episode goes is... It's, uh, yeah, it goes. It certainly goes. Um, But, but, but this moment is weird. Like, well, I guess it's not weird from the perspective that they're, what, 15? Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they are established. They are known edgelords. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... They hang out at a bar called the White Worm. The like, white worm. Yep. Yeah. So I guess yep. I guess it's fine, but also kids, come on. Yeah. Like, does that mean that does that mean that the gang on the north side hangs out at a bar called the Dracula? That's God. I mean, no, but I wanted to say the stupid thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we get an exquisite sequence of Archie looking paranoid walking down the hallway of his school to a inexplicable dance remix of things he said in the horny video oh my <laughs> god Frig, i forgot about that i did too i, I blocked that out rob that's ah, that's what your note was about that and is Pat, what yes, red this circle is thing that song in this must mean. that's what it meant it's like boom 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 black hood black hood we're gonna find you it's the worst is the actual worst? No. Gonna kick k- 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 your ass. <laughs> Why and was it that, in here? Uh, tr- okay. Oh the, my god. Like, we're gonna solve. We're gonna solve the Tootsie Pop question long before that one, Cat. Sure. <laughs> How did I forget so, that? I don't. Well, I mean, like the same way that you forget about details of a car wreck. <laughs> I guess. But Veronica tells Archie that her parents are against the idea of them as a couple. And Archie tells Veronica that it was basically Hiram's idea for this video to even happen in the first place. Uh, And she seems very confused about that. But it is the principal's office for Archie and our, is it Weatherby? Is that his name? That's Weatherby, Principal Weatherby, yeah. Principal Weatherby informs Archie that there will be no football, not just for Archie, but for the entire school until the red circle <laughs> thing is done with. <laughs> Which... Because he's like, like, okay, I don't know that it was other football players who helped you with that video, but they looked very fine. <laughs> so I'm assuming that it was. But well, that's also... And- that felt very comics to me. Not that we should just have comics moments in <laughs> in this real life show, but Weatherby and Archie have a very confront like good but confrontational relationship, and this didn't feel out of place to me. I was like, yeah, that had happened. Well, I think it's if you really have really funny. Feelings about comics moments happening, though. <laughs> check the hourly forecast for remaining episodes of this show. Oh yeah. Um, I do also think that it's really, really interesting in contrast to literally the last scene that we did see Weatherby in, where he was like, red circle, two thumbs up, five stars, best idea of all time. Keep going at it, kids. I see that you've got a lot of energy. Put it towards that. Yeah. And then the video breaks and he's like, oh no, this was a terrible horny mistake and it's time to rein it in. Yeah. Did he... 
did he watch the video and do stuff? And like <laughs> afterwards, he had a clear head. No. <laughs> No. Like, why did he change his mind? What happened? <laughs> because it used to just be a neighborhood watch thing. Right. It didn't like, have a horny video associated with it. Yeah, no. Okay, so it's specifically the horny video, the horny terrorist video that he is objecting yeah, I'm, to. I'm okay, guessing. I, my faith, my, my marginal faith in him as an authority figure is partially restored. I'm, I'm guessing that the incredibly horny video was the <laughs> straw that broke that particular camel's back. So, Kevin chews Betty out again about shaming his sexual choices, but assures her that he has restarted his accounts on online dating sites and apps, so hopefully there is a lower murder chance with his sex life, which is, you know, good for him. But Betty seems a little distracted because she has a letter from the Black Hood addressed to her. In this letter, the killer details that he is inspired by Betty's first season ultimate speech at the Jamboree. Was it called a jamboree? I think of it as a jamboree if it wasn't. And the Black Hood has enclosed a cipher of some kind. And at this point, I feel obligated morally to point out that he is a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has a visual gimmick, no powers, kills people, and has released a town-wide ARG that people have to solve. Yep. Betty, faced with the idea of like, well, how do I get the word out about this cipher, decides... <laughs> To use her mom for the one thing she's good for, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> it is very funny that Alice has that weakness, that she is <laughs> she just incapable of not publishing. Uh-huh. She just yeah. sticks out her bottom lip and she's like, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And she's like, oh, honey, I'll just use this for publicity. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, This made me happy because I was like, ha the thing I thought... Indeed. I mean, it's 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 not not a point in the favor of your theory. And also, regardless of the killer's identity, this is a cool narrative beat, you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they're that being the, directly inspired by Betty's ultimately, thing. Ultimately, like the ultimate good guy speech that had kind of the moral core of season one was so twisted and misinterpreted by someone. And that's yep. like the problem in season two. It's awesome. I like uh, it. Yeah. I was very surprised by that. Naturally, Alice just has this belief that the killer is intimidated by her and that's why he contacted <laughs> Betty instead. Buddy, Alice. <laughs> Alice, Alice why? no. And like I think that it's the sheriff who's like, uh, but we probably should hold off on publishing the letter and she's like, yeah, I already did that. Yeah, importantly, Betty is holding really good. That yes. Uh Oh, the cipher rather because yeah. yeah, Betty has held back the letter itself. Right. So it's just the cipher that's getting published to everyone. Because she good knew catch. that her mom would keep her from doing anything if she knew mm-hmm. that. Right. Um my next note is Reggie thinks the video was a bad idea now. <laughs> <laughs> look reggie is really really good at committing to bad ideas and then realizing they were bad after the consequences roll out see the time he rolled up to archie's house in a black hood for fuck's sake reggie isn't dilton also at that meeting uh yes yes i think good because again pointing to my notes this is where it says dilton doily is going to go to jail (laughs) I don't think that's unlikely. Archie believes Alice's theory, just implicitly, of Black Hood being a Southside elemental arisen to take revenge against Northsiders. So, Archie's best idea is to encroach on Serpent Gang territory, 
probably start a big old gang fight to draw Black Hood out. And you guys, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when only Dilton fucking Doily likes your idea, you know you're fucked. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to that kid. No. And I, I have to just point out, I'm pretty sure that Dilton's pulse was visible on his erection <laughs> when he talked about Archie and Black Hood fighting to the death. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why he said he's going to jail. He's a nasty little man and he needs to be stopped. It's bad. He's like a nice boy in the comics. He's nice very boy. bad here. He's not in he's this. Not, he's not anymore. He's not a nice boy anymore. He's scary and bad. He's not just a trash boy. He's like a trash boy where the trash is full of like used sharks. It's bad. It needs to go away. He needs to cool it. He really <laughs> does. Yeah. He's in timeout. Someone needs to deflate this kid, like maybe with a knife to the leg. Uh-huh, something like that. Oh, Christ. Um, Veronica checks on if Hiram really did incite Archie, and he doesn't, let's say, do the best hiding how obviously he fucked with Archie's very small head. Um, yeah. Also, I want to point out that he has an elaborate portrait of his daughter hanging in his office. Yeah, that gave me like a creepy Trump vibe and I didn't it was, like it. It's uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, it is. But he's got businessy business things to do and so Veronica must go and yeah. oh boy, does she not believe a word that he has no. said in this whole conversation. Also, his dismissal of her is like the most... I'm becoming increasingly convinced that maybe Hiram Lodge doesn't do his job because when he's like, I have business things to take care of, quote, the Swiss banks are about to close, end quote. Because <laughs> that's a thing that they do. Ah, yes. The, the important thing in international business when all the Swiss banks close. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just cripples the world economy, like, once a day. Right, for those, like, eight hours sure. when the Swiss banks are closed... It's the purge that's, that's rules where the out purge there. Purge happens. <laughs> oh my god, we did the same thing. <laughs> oh, we're friends. Yes, we are. Oh god. Uh, so, Tony, our rad bomb ass new character, Tony, has read all about all of the things about all of the serial killers because of fucking course she has. Mm -hmm. And Jughead ignores a call from Betty while talking to her about it because, of course, he fucking does. And I'm sure that it's fine. I'm sure. Oh, it's yes. Gonna, it's going to be fine, you guys. Mm -hmm. No problems there. This isn't there. building to anything. Nope. Holy Moses. Um, Jughead fucking actually calls out that Black Hood is a Batman villain, which is something that we've been talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. Textual reference. Yep. Because you're allowed to talk about Batman on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica visits Archie. And says that she wants to support him because now it is war between Veronica and Hiram. Archie then takes a midnight excursion to a store, which is so shady that it's surprising any of the objects inside are visible. Uh-huh. The and Army Navy store? Yeah, yeah. The one where they're like, yeah, I don't know who you are, but here have mass shooting equipment. And a Wilbur Wilkins buys some fucking ammo, a holster, and some body armor. Is that a comic reference? Yes, it is. Oh, oh, please explain. We're we're going to Cat's comic corner. <laughs> That's uh, it, Wilbur Wilkins was a like prototype to Archie, put out by the same company. Really? Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Interesting. There we go. Okay, well, that was his fake ID that he used in this show to buy armor and bullets uh-huh. and a holster. Question. Uh, adaptive choices. Can you buy, like, those sorts of vests? I feel like those aren't... Like, that's paramilitary actually, equipment. Right? You can't... You it? actually... You can. You can? You can. Okay. Like, there... Essentially, there's some arcane lines of demarcation where, like, this much protective power is legal, although it's not legal to wear it, not just everywhere, like, depending. Uh, But in different states, it's different. But there is a level of armor that you're just not allowed to have, but it does not appear that Archie's buying that. Okay. Cool. Thanks, but, Rob. But he yep. sold bullets and a holster and a bulletproof vest to an obvious fucking 15-year-old liar. Yes, that oh, did yeah, happen. I know. Yeah. Oh, are you going hunting? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sir. It was clear that he was amused. He was amused that like, oh yeah, you forgot to even have a cover story about your murder <laughs> shopping trip, but I'm okay with well, it. Well, keep in mind, they have definitely sold all of this to Dilton Doily as well. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. You know? So this place can go to hell. Yeah. Burn it down immediately. Yeah. So Betty pulls an early morning visit to Jughead at FP's trailer to suggest that they work out the Black Hood cipher together. And Jughead is, to his credit, and avoiding some false conflict that I really thought was going to happen. Just totally honest that he and Tony are already working on the code. And Betty suggests that they do a code-breaking party and invites Kevin for backup and hits Jughead real real hard on the arm in a way that is not quite as loving as perhaps she intended or pretended to intend. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, mini Alice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, we cut back to the school where Veronica has created a red circle branded flash mob. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I need to draw attention in the background of this shot to Cheryl handing out shirts. And just looking delighted <laughs> oh, to she be part is of this chaos. Living for this. <laughs> A me type thing is happening. Yes. Our this is our this is what we get for this episode for our good Vegeta girl. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and I'm here for Ooh, it. Chaos in the color red? I'm here. Indeed. <laughs> How was this not my idea? <sighs> the shirts are so, good too. Yeah. They're not bad they're not shirts. Bad. Yeah. That's uh, that's like T public level at least. Yeah, yeah. using those big um, city T-shirt connections. Nice. Back at the study party, Tony is instantaneously catty about Betty's ponytail. Oh, and yeah, and uh, the like the best line immediately happens. Kevin immediately defends Betty's ponytail by saying Betty's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach. <laughs> I exactly know. Right. Ugh. I you know she was. She was judgy of him. It was coming from a place of wanting him to be safe. Mistakes were made. Hearts were broken. But you can't keep these two from being friends for too long, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Tony then gets real hostile about how much Betty obviously hates the serpents, which is apparently a thing that Betty obviously does. I I don't know. And reveals that Jughead sits with them at lunch, hoping to hurt her. Yep. Kevin basically is like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Just <laughs> Yeah, you kids have fun. Bye. <laughs> and Tony also bounces at that point. So that went about as well as I thought it would when she suggested it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Archie. Archie, Archie, Archie. 
goes and does some red circle graffiti tagging on the south side Archie, because he's an idiot. Archie, no! <laughs> just, just stop. Archie, no! Just take a minute, please. I mean, we're not done saying that. We're not done saying that at all. I'll never be done saying that. Oh my god! Yeah, he's. Spoiler alert: He's got a long way to climb back into my good graces after this. He is confronted by serpents, including Sweet Pea, and ends up drawing down on them. Although, as stupid and bad as this is, I do need to point out that Sweet Pea got out a switchblade first, and he was right next to him. And Hollywood is always wrong about knives and how dangerous they are. And like, yeah, if a person draws a knife on you and you are armed, you should arm yourself too, because you can be killed by a knife almost immediately. So I think that the filmic language wanted Archie to appear more ridiculous, maybe, than he did in that specific Right, action. I mean, there's but a reason- But everything that led to the action is fucking so stupid. Yeah. Right? Like, that he would even be in this situation at all is beyond right. absurd. Yeah, like, I was, well, I was scared reason... for him when- a knife got drawn on him because that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Like we, we have this thing in America where we fetishize how amazing guns are and downplay knives. And no knives. Are- I'm sure that it, it's tiresome to bring up the study that was done that if you're inside 21 feet, most times the guy with the knife kills the guy with the gun before he manages to like aim and fire. But like, that's a real thing. Makes yeah. sense. Knives are super dangerous. But anyway, but they are definitely drawing on the, literal language of look who brought a gun to a knife fight Mm -hmm. archie immediately has kind of a panic attack and it was at this point that i realized that he's just a slow motion train wreck with abs yeah Yeah, no um ugh, just ugh. archie why why are you alone why are you on the jj yeah he he is but but it has to be not only this is your brain on Jingle Jangle, it's this is your tiny, stupid brain yeah. on Jingle Jangle. Just and he's doing running some, around with yeah. his gun in his backpack. Doing a whole lot of really, really stupid shit all in a row. Yep. Jughead and Betty are woken by Betty's phone, and she, in trepidation, asks, how did we fall asleep? And Jughead responds, we were exhausted. It's not easy being us. <laughs> 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 which i fucking loved cole sprouse ladies and gentlemen what a freaking doofus <laughs> he tries so hard jughead at that point the principal and sheriff come for archie again and veronica stands up for him uh regarding the t-shirts weatherby intends keller to search archie's locker and yeah no archie they don't need a fucking warrant to search your locker at school <laughs> This is my property, though. I own and this. Of course, and and he seems shocked that his he's like, oh, I'll tell my dad. Like Fred already knows. <laughs> like, of course he does. Of course he consented to this. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do either of you care to tell me what they find in his locker? <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. It's okay. Stupid goddamn hood. <laughs> it's the black it's hood the black for hood. Reggie. <laughs> he is developing like Weatherby at this point is probably like I want to assume that you know he wants to create a supportive good environment for these children but the only re- 
a read that I would walk away from the situation from is this kid is having a sexual awakening and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> I thought Weatherby might be worried that like, wait, Archie did that video, but he has this black hood. Like he's probably drawing up this crazy wag the dog situation <laughs> in his head. Uh... Oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, this is... My jaw literally just went like slack. Archie has a compulsion to keep portentous masks <laughs> in weird places. Why did he bring it to school? The same reason he's fixated on a fucking wolfman mask in a trunk in his house. <laughs> I just, god damn it. Hiding masks and then being upset about them is his fetish. <laughs> he's always got a mask on him. Like... Archie's big old trunk of masks for any occasion. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. He kept it. Sure. <sighs> Hermione super, super wants Veronica to cut Archie out of her life and has some words to say about loyalty. Yeah. Uh, my note. And how loyalty needs to not be blind and stupid. My my note for this scene is another Lodge loyalty speech. It's all we're going to get, feels yep. like. That's yeah. their theme. Mm -hmm. They're like Team Rocket at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... I wish. Yeah, ditto. I mean, fuck, though. <laughs> like, Hiram Lodge would make a fucking hot as hell Giovanni, if you think about it. It would be better. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Betty accidentally left the letter from the Black Hood at Jughead's place, which Jughead finds. Betty is afraid that Archie will blame her for her triumphant speech that saved the town, which is dumb, and Jughead points out that it's dumb. Yeah, but also I guess I can relate to that, just being like, oh god, things are getting out of control, I'm like a kid, I don't know what's going on, I'm probably the problem, right? This is a me <laughs> thing? Oh, I fucked yeah, this up somehow? Too. And why yeah, is your right. like main concern? But also, like her main concern is Archie in this whole thing. When people are, I don't know. It's because it's a TV show, Cat. Yeah, and, sure, and but he's like, the main character. Jesus. Even though it really, really yeah. shouldn't, somehow yeah. this universe does revolve around that uh, around Archie. Freaking dork. But here's the thing, yep. like, be, but that would be normal in the comics. It would make sense, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, of course her primary concern's Archie, despite all of this weird stuff. But, he, like, even if nothing romantic was happening between them, like, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I get sold. it. But This was sold to me as a Twin Peaks-esque, lurid crime drama reimagining of the Archie comics, but the more we get through it, the more it's becoming the misbegotten child of that concept with comic book logic yeah yeah it's very odd like i don't know betty just goes off and does her own thing so much she feels so displaced oh, from she... the archie logic yes she yeah, feels that's true very vestigial to archie's trajectory at this point yeah she's doing the like... actual plot of the season and Archie's just being a giant fuck up yeah yeah whereas she's I feel like shouldering a lot of narrative it. weight here yeah jughead calls Betty, Nancy Drew meets girl with the dragon tattoo because I guess Lisbeth Salander is not well known enough for the reference drop. Yeah. Like to actually uh, use her name, but I got that quote down. Betty also gets a flash of insight into the cipher, which the audience is not brought in on at this time. Yeah. Nancy Drew. Of course. <laughs> it would have been too 
would just would have been too much. We would have gotten it too easy. Yep. At that too, point. Yep. Too easy. <sighs> Is that when the worst thing happens? The <laughs> I'll just read the note that I okay. wrote verbatim. <clears throat> Archie brought a goddamned motherfucking shit ass fuckity fuck mothering shitting gun to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a thing that that character did in this TV show that we are talking about. Archie, what the um, fuck? What the fuck, indeed. And my notes are less eloquent than yours. They are simply toilet <laughs> gun. <laughs> toilet gun. Toilet <laughs> gun. Hashtag toilet gun. I think that's the episode title, probably. Toilet gun. Yeah, I was thinking maybe gun. Archie's trunk of masks, but I think toilet gun is actually the Just title. Like, this asshole he needs to be stopped yeah yeah like i told you guys he was stupid i told you yeah you were right stupid you're right you were super super right i like i found him redeemable but stupid before like a puppy Yes, but no. like a puppy who keeps peeing on the floor. All of but his now, friends are going to continue. But now the puppy plugs. has like started looking at alt-right sites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dilton Doily's red-pilled the boy. All of his friends are going to gonna love it's him a forever. Too far. All the main characters are going to think he's the best and love him forever, and he's going to get all of the passes. And I'm never going to understand it. I'm never going to understand it. I mean, I certainly am not now. Yeah, that's um, what he is. Like well, he's just like, what the folks, fuck? Why? <laughs> That's Archie. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And that's um, privilege, bro- just in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. For sure. A lot, a whole lot of it. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, this show called out how privileged he was in, like, episode three. Yeah, but they're also still, but like... But now it's rolling around in it, too. Uh-huh. No, I can bring a gun to school and put it in a toilet. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. So Veronica, of course, is not happy about this, but probably not unhappy enough. No, she's certainly not unhappy enough because at that point you stop and go, Archie, Archie, I have two words for you and those words are toilet gun. What? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that would certainly be what was on my mind. Archie admits to Veronica that he wants Black Hood dead. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, you're a fucking idiot, but I agree with you. I mean, he's running around literally murdering people for like bizarre self-righteous reasons but then he also goes a little further and says he wants to be the one to do it he wants to be the last thing that motherfucker sees as he dies veronica run begin to, I, I think that yeah i think that yeah veronica needs to be thinking about exit strategies just, at this point yeah no he's getting real worked up and you just gotta get out girl leave jesus uh archie archie what <sighs> Yep. He is just yep. a disaster. He's a big old sack of red flags in a greasy trash bag. Yeah. He needs to lay off the and JJ. It needs He really does. He really does. And like then he goes into that whole it doesn't matter what happens to me thing, which is really dumb and shitty and selfishly self-destructive <sighs> and like vainglorious and I hate it. <sighs> oh, and Veronica how are informs you Archie that she's disposed of the gun. He's right? a good man. Was his mom awful? She didn't seem awful. She seemed like Molly Ringwald. She seemed fine. Yeah. Was their house secretly <laughs> haunted by the sugar man? Oh, boy. I'm, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, I'm no, sorry. no. We can't, we can't start that. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, Veronica says she's gotten rid of the gun, and I'm like, okay, well, good. A good thing has happened in this episode. Before we get too real, Reggie arrives with a private army-sized pizza party. (laughs) 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 Because they've changed their minds and now applaud Archie's enormous swangin' balls. (laughs) Of course. Um... So, because it's Reggie, yeah, yep. Re- yeah, it's Reggie. Of course they did. Of course this happened. Reggie is like <laughs> Dilton Doily is the greasy, skeezy criminal that pushes Archie in the wrong direction, and then like Reggie is the amped up, self congratulatory. <laughs> other side to that coin and together they just push him to such horrible horrible things yeah and like here's the thing i just can't help but picturing archie and reggie as like cavemen just smacking sticks on a hollow log next to each other and just screaming at the top of their lungs at each other like they're just so stupid (laughs) they're and there's so much testosterone it's it's too much i don't know why that I just like I look at Archie and I'm like failure no terrible and then I look at Reggie and I'm like I love you so much <laughs> all of your <laughs> well, because shitty be- choices are my favorite uh, okay, things okay so I don't I don't I can't psychoanalyze you yeah. uh, but I think that a potential part of an explanation mm-hmm. for that is that the show doesn't narratively constantly tell you that the dumb shit Reggie does isn't dumb sure yeah that's mm-hmm. and we're not with Reggie. If we right. had to be with Reggie. Oh, uh, to walk a mile in Reggie's shoes. <laughs> That's, I might have to <laughs> no, deal with the you. fact of the consequences of his stupidity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas the show in many ways is about the dissonance between how Archie is treated and his decision-making quality. But yeah, in the comics and everything, he's just a terrible heel and I, I love it. He's such a freaking idiot. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful idiot. Uh, Reggie's great. So, speaking of beautiful idiots, the serpents show up, and they deliver a gang fight rather than pizza. Um, yeah. Is this where they throw the fighting words? Bulldogs eat serpents for lunch? Yes, it is. Which- I will have to say that it's a kind of a whiplash effect, because Reggie's, you have crap timing, bro, is actually great. But then bulldogs eat serpents for lunch. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I but have to point out, factually, factually no. <laughs> that's a bulldog that's Quinn, about to get probably very sick. <sighs> yep. So at this point, the toxic masculinity train is making its final stop at Stupidity Station, where complimentary injuries and legal complications are available for the convenience of all passengers. Yeah. Yep, your complimentary boy fight. We do an intercut, because of course we do, of a town meeting. Oh, no. As the slow motion in the rain brawl, battle lines are drawn and, you know, jaws are set and shoulders squared. We get Alice co-opting the emergency town meeting about how people keep getting themselves a nasty case of murdered by the Black Hood to just spread some class warfare? Yeah, um... Yeah. My note about this intercut is... Alice Cooper wants to criminalize the poor. Yeah. She praises the Red Circle and is like, at least they're doing something, and suggests closing Southside High. Closing the school. Right. Yeah, that's the the part where I'm like- using the money that supports the school to hire Northside police. Police! Yes, and that's when I'm like, okay, no, (gasps) Alice, you piece of human garbage. Ah! 
Yeah. And that's not how money works, but people seem to like this idea, which is fucked. No, this fascist snowball is only just starting to get rolling. (sighs) And it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, It's it's not good. It's not good. And it's like, do the writers on the show know what they're doing? I don't think they know. I mean, we're not supposed to like her. We're really not. No, but, but... Sure, but, like, this isn't how things work at all. So it's, no, like, the, the amount not, of you can't dissonance... Just, like, you can't just be like, no, let's shutter the school, take all those <laughs> right? tax funds from those people... Give them to the police. Take it up north and give uh, it to the police, yeah, in another zip code. Uh, and what are we yeah, going to do with all the students? Like, there's, it's just like, what the fuck is well, happening? And that's why I'm like... Yeah. That's you're criminalizing the poor. All you're going to do is like, okay, you truants, let's go to jail now. <sighs> Betty discovers that the town hall is in fact where Black Hood will be striking next, where it all began, using a cipher from Nancy Drew books cuz that reference was obviously portentous. And we cut back finally to the dramatic rainstorm gang fight, uh intercut with Alice's hateful nonsense and Fred again being a good good dude. Trying to sort of tell people maybe we should not be monsters. Alice, maybe, maybe that's not how anything works, and we shouldn't shut down school. Yeah, maybe, maybe slow basic- your roll. <laughs> and we get like a fucking three hundred style ramped slow motion rain boy fight. And thanks for that show. It is I guess. just neon teal and orange all up in that place. Like I did not know the true meaning of excess. Until I saw this sequence. It's something else. That's, uh, at one point in it, a character that I believe it was Fang's, because we got Fang's name earlier in the episode, and I was like, oh, shit, Cat's Comics Corner. Um, But I believe that he was (sighs) the one who ends up doing the relevant action within the fight, which we'll discuss in a few seconds. But but a second serpent got named, other than... Uh, sweet pea. Um, we got fangs. And tall boy, which is uh, and and tall boy. Yeah, <laughs> other than the adult. Um, so another kid, Fangs Fogarty, is uh, a character from Little Archie who is a bully, and is notably to Archie to to Riverdale importance. Uh, Penny Peabody affiliated in that series. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get any of that later we, on. This we might. Devil it child. would be. It would be really interesting to me if they're like if they don't do anything. You know. Because they could just, yeah. like, not. Um, just throw it out there and... Yeah, yeah and I mean, just not... I've given up trying to decide anything about what's going to happen at all. Yeah. If, like, all that they wanted was the cool name. Oh, and- man. I mean, yep. At this point, this wall is covered in spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Hermione confides to Hiram that she thinks Fred's anti-division sentiment might be a problem. Mm. And Hiram suggests that wheels within wheels within wheels within Xanatos gambits, we can probably just make use of that too. Betty and Jughead arrive to warn everyone that a killer is coming and then the power cuts out and Betty does a fire alarm. Good thinking. Good thinking, Betty. Best thing under the circumstances, I think. Now, do the serpents break the weapon rule first or is it Dilton? I don't know because my next note is only Dilton got stab. Yeah, I just remember Dilton gets stab. It's... And boy, it's hard to tell whether he got stabbed with his own knife or with someone else's. But in any case, I, he gets a knife in the leg. I hope it was his own knife. That would be nice. That would be nice. Veronica chases the serpents off with Archie's gun. Yep. 
<laughs> so Which she did not throw away. After that terrifying exchange of Archie looking her in the eyes and being like, no, I'm going to strangle the life out of him. <laughs> I'm going to take my belt and I'm going to see it go out. She's like, no, I'm going to keep this for safekeeping. Yeah. No, Just- I like to think of it as her being a lodge and being like, mm, forearmed is forewarned. Well, I felt that way too. I was like, there's no way that... That person got rid of that gun. (laughs) Oh, I mean, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, Uh, But she is in this particular instance, essentially playing the role of the town prospector in Red Long John's, pulling out the old musket and just firing a couple (laughs) rounds off to chase off the rascals. That's what happened, yeah. Oh boy, it's really true. (laughs) She was a lot more fashionable. She's well lit. She's in like a cape. She was glorious while she did it, but... There's too darn much toxic masculinity in here. Let me go ahead and clear this out. Go darn it, boys. Blam, blam. (laughs) Get out of here, you varmints. (laughs) Like, good fucking God. In a show full of people just doing incomprehensibly stupid things... Dilton does get a tiny consolation prize of being smart enough to leave the knife in his leg and not like not rip, rip it, it on out of there and just die in the car. And I have to point out that again, every time that Reggie is driving around in his car, the soundtrack gets way the fuck more banging and synthwave sounding. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like it just it gets it gets so intrusively awesome whenever Reggie's in his car that I don't know who is responsible for this, but I, I love the person who decided that that was going to be a meme in the show. Probably whoever designed that freaking red circle track. <laughs> Betty shows Black Hood's letter to Alice and Sheriff Keller and the mayor. Also Hal. Apparently Hal is still a character in this show, but... Sounds fake, uh, but okay. Well, since at the moment there is nobody to force into having an abortion that they don't want, he doesn't have much to say. Like, I feel like anytime he's in a scene, he, like, rolls up and is, like, actively wiping mustard off his shirt. And he's just like, oh, what? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Riverdale. Uh-huh. Is that my line? Riverdale. Uh-huh. And then he just yeah. walks off screen. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Veronica patches Archie up, and Archie seems to realize how out of control things got. Hopefully he can stop being such a thundering fuck brain, but I kind of doubt it. Mm-mm. And they go throw the gun away. Yeah, they don't break it down or anything. They don't make it difficult Mm-mm. for anyone who runs into this gun later to do anything with it, but they throw it in the river. Yeah, that depends on what kind of gun. It might be pretty ruined, but could yeah, be. that you, you could have you easily made it definite. Uh, they did not. Probably because that prop doesn't actually have all the mechanical parts that a gun has. But yeah. Jughead drops the episode title in our ending narration, and Betty gets a personal phone call from the Black Hood. And credits. Uh-huh. So, okay, we need to do our, our, our stuff here, our segments. Cool. River Dews, who wants it? This was an episode where, gosh darn it, so much went so poorly. Like, this was <laughs> such a mess. Like, it it's was... Like the opposite of that brilliant episode in season one where everything was, like, in perfect thematic harmony. Oh, right, where, and, like, like, parallel structure. All the narrative was, like, clicking together perfectly. Like, you're like, oh, I get it. This makes sense. This episode was just, like, this was a crime scene. This episode was, like, a bad shit and unsuccessful wife I got it it. of an affair. Yeah, I got, okay. my, I got my good. So we're, Lay it on okay, us. Let's, okay, let's, let's my river it, do. Yeah. My river do is 
the the black hood being inspired by Betty's speech and mm. you know being here yeah. to be the dark yeah. shadow of it i find that a very compelling and interesting season hook i'm into it i'm it's actually good it's actually good and i'm really looking forward to what it's going to do to betty and do to the town i think it's yeah. going to be yeah. real exciting that's especially that's my runner up riverdue if it yeah. if it pays off in the way that um that we have conjectured that, we were, that you specifically that we have conjectured yeah. an artisanal podcaster from chicago hath theorized in the past mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but even if it doesn't i like what's happening no it's still mm-hmm. so good it doesn't it doesn't require it it's just that enriches it even further it would be they, it would be quite satisfying uh oh, but, yes. but good kiss. things good things are happening there <laughs> you know? indeed yeah indeed they are yeah that's my runner-up for riverdue how about you boy quinzo i Yeah, sorry. I this one sucks. I looked to my notes again, and I saw the Swiss banks are about to close, and I'm like, (laughs) just try to do your job, Hiram. Just even read. It's hard to even read your notes for the Riverdue because, like, every line there's something of like mind shattering stupidity that just blasts you out of your concentration. It's bad. Um, (laughs) you know what? I'm gonna say, even though I think that Veronica was an absolute mess in this episode, especially with, like, not getting the hint of, like, stop it with Archie. Just pack up and go home. Only ruin lies down that road. Granted, she's making that horrible life decision. Gosh darn it, can she organize and mobilize a youth movement? (laughs) She did it. And diffuse the worst excesses of Archie's stupidity. Right. So, like, one, she gets that video is horny. Two, she she yep. made something out of it. She turned that one horny moment into a movement and a brand. And God bless her for that gumption. God bless her for that skill set. Because I need I, I need that. I need Veronica to at least be good at something while she is spiraling out of control like this. So bless her and specifically that she like she had cheryl blossom on board smiling handing out shirts like good job that was very good good job ronnie maybe stick to that and don't do the toilet gun thing anymore because that was a mistake getting it out of the school was good getting it it was archie's mistake (laughs) that was archie's mistake and actually bless you for getting to be that old country prospector (laughs) indeed indeed i mean dilton was about to get you know, field dressed. Yeah. But my Riverdue is not like a pleasant beat in the plot, but it's something I appreciated the show doing. When Jughead suggested that the serpents go after Black Hood and they're like, no, fuck that. We like the Black Hood. Like, we like that he's, you know, killing our enemies or whatever. I like that it turns out that the street gang is an actual fucking street gang Mm. because they've been framed as like, oh, we don't sell the hard drugs and isn't it fun to be in our gang? Like showing that they legitimately do have an edge to them and there is a dark side to them and they're not just like the misunderstood good guys. Oh my God, yeah. I did actually like that the show did that and went that dark with them. At least that dark with Sweet Pea, that there is an element to them that's like- right. Truly, they've got knives and danger bad for society. Their yeah. worst crime is not smuggling illegal milk duds into the drive-in movie theater. Correct. I appreciate that for sure. 
because they have definitely been inconsistently portrayed as like, <laughs> yeah, these are the folks you need if you just need a couple of layabouts to go stick around your hot dog stand. They'll they'll run you out of business. Or conversely, reliable workers for your construction yeah. site. Folks with just like good soul and hearty work ethic. So I so do I, appreciate I, I like that. that we, I like that we landed. No, these guys actually, there are elements of them that are quite bad. River don't. River oh, so many don't. choices. I know unequivocally what mine is. Go for and it. And that is Alice Cooper's colossally bad take of let's, <laughs> let's just destroy the South Side. Let's yeah. close down their schools. I feel let's you, Let's take their police and just, like, leave it to the dogs. <laughs> Fuck you. What the hell? Fuck you, Alice. It's You're a bad. monster. Then she Who wasn't hurt like this? you? She wasn't like this at the end of last season. It just... I thought she I mean, grew. Like I said, there were, th- there were characters that just left their character development behind in the season one finale for this season, and she's, she's probably the worst offender. And it's also, like... She can't be the only person who feels like this in town. So well, what is wrong with this town? What is, exactly. They've yeah, been building were on this. And cheering for her. That's the thing. Like people were in on this. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. And Dalton Doyle's in the back. Like, can we shoot them too? Yeah. Um. There's been this background building of like the north side is Riverdale and the south side is othered, and this was bringing that to a really, really bad conclusion that misunderstands both like just basic functions of society and the barest like semblance of human decency yeah no it was it was grotesque it's very very and bad. it was not being portrayed as being as horrible a thing as it should have been like they're no. like you shouldn't agree with alice maybe but like what if and it's like no don't no I- the only thing that, I mean, not that I don't hate this, the only thing that made me, like, slightly less skin-crawly about it is that Fred directly opposed it, and he is kind of the moral mouthpiece of the show. Like, if if he takes a moral stance on something, I feel, at least, that that is the show giving the stamp of approval to the idea. Sure, the sure, sure. Part. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely good old-fashioned Riverdale Jesus. Yeah, like, the fact that he gives this Bernie Sanders speech about not dividing people up and stuff after that, I'm, I'm glad someone fucking said it. <laughs> yeah, it's just bonkers to me that the writers of this show are like, the way we're going to show classism is having somebody say that they're going to have they're that they're just going to lobby for the mayor to defund a school in a thing yeah, where like we're the, talking about a serial killer. Like it's a logical the outtake next has step. Her, yes. The outtake has her Zig Heiling in the meetings. <laughs> and really, like some people some people joining her. It's really, really bad. Like that is a crazy logical leap of like, I think this might have something to do with the South Side, these murders. So let's just <laughs> shut the schools down. Airstrikes, everyone, am I right? Let's just do airstrikes. Sorry, I'm now uh, rescinding your right to have parks. Right, it's just, it's a, it's very much. And it, it makes me very worried, as many other things have, that it's like, are you going to be able to handle any of it? Any right, of your like, themes? Do you know what yeah, you're doing? I, do you? Or are you putting guns into toilets? <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I think they might have just put a oh, gun in a toilet. That, mm-hmm. that was so, bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really indeed. bad. How about you, Cat? What was your preferred? It's the gun in the toilet. <laughs> RG. 
okay. Don't well, and that, to school. that makes this segment a little shorter because that's my river don't <laughs> too. Just, it is worth it's worth being a two man river don't. Archie, don't bring a gun to school. Yeah, there's this is too much river don't for one podcaster to handle. Yes, it's just like because he had to also do it when children were there. You know that it's like there's no fucking reason to not hide it at home as he has hidden other objects over the course of the series. For all the shit they give Southside High, this couldn't have happened at that school. No, it couldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) They would have had that on lock. Oh my god. What the fuck, Archie? That's just yeah, like... No, like I said, my probably in hindsight difficult to justify warm feelings towards Archie are obliterated. <laughs> There's very little left, yeah. Um, and then the whole like, Veronica, I need you to do a favor for me. I need you to go to the school and get my toilet gun. Like, Archie, what the fuck is this? Yeah, um, PSA kids out there, if you're ever dating someone... And you've been together for, what, like a month? And they ask you, please go get my toilet gun? You stop. That's it. That's it. I I feel like this message is necessarily lost on the target demographic for this show, though. It's the sad (laughs) truth. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is the most everything ever. The world is always ending. We're like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's a bad, bad thing that this character did. (sighs) Weekly weird. Who's got one? As I said, my my runner-up was the Black Hood Red Circle Dance Remix song for no reason. (laughs) Yep. Um... So, mine was actually originally Toilet Gun because, goddammit, I couldn't handle Alice's horrendous class warfare thing? Sure, that was gonna be mine if it didn't get- if you didn't handle it, Quinn. I'm glad you did. Um... Instead, I'm going to say, for my weekly weird, it's the fact that I'm growing increasingly convinced that Hiram Lodge doesn't do his job. (laughs) Like, he sits and has elaborate portraits of his daughter commissioned so he can sit in there with, like, a snifter of whiskey and, like, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. The Swiss banks are about to close, if you know what I mean. He's just playing online golf. Right? Oh, probably. You don't know how crazy things are going on his Farmville account. Yeah. Yeah. We're not certain that Hiram actually knows how to business, and that's a weird place to be. Because also, all of his craftiness seems to essentially be I'm going to tell an idiot boy to do a stupid thing, or (laughs) here's. Uh Here's a money related nail. I'm going to use my money hammer to solve it. See well, Pop Tate's chocolate shop. And also lots of dropping lines like this somehow mysteriously works into my grander plan in a way that we'll let some other episodes writers deal with. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of like pranking going on in the writer's room where like they're kicking the can of like, how does any of this actually work with Hiram to other writers and be like, ha right. <laughs> white elephant gift. Hot potato. Waiting for the reveal that he didn't finish middle school. He's been coasting by on just his raw charisma and a large inheritance from a dead family member. And that's how he's here. He just keeps failing forward, Hiram Lodge. <laughs> Let's not make him more like Trump, come on. Um, yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to what other horrible euphemisms he might drop. <laughs> because 
genuinely like the Swiss banks are about to close is like <laughs> the most generic business line I've ever read. Like, yeah, it's not. Sorry, honey, I can't talk right now. The Dow Jones is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's true. These that's, bonds that's are bananas. True. Oh, God. I, I can't talk got, right Kat? now. The NASDAQ, am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what I got. NASDAQ, what's up with that? For me, perhaps a, a, a thing that broke my suspension of disbelief. And like a very small thing, but when Weatherby demands that the Red Circle get disbanded and halts football. He's like, all football's just done. Christmas is canceled (laughs) this year. (laughs) It's it completely blew my suspension of disbelief that all of the people in that school who clearly give too many fucks about football weren't like, hey, this is what this is about now. This episode is now about how many fucks we give about football uh-huh. and getting you putting pressure on you, Archie Andrews, to get your shit together. And you're super correct. It's like it's fine that it's not that. But here's what's weird to me is that since these people who are writing this don't know the logistics of class warfare or the logistics like like they don't know what they're doing in that whole plot line um, and they don't know what they're doing in like business so clearly all they know is like being a rich snot and knowing about football so they have to know about this they have to know <laughs> that's i was gonna say like we have to face what? the possibility that maybe they don't i mean absolutely no offense to the writing staff of the television show riverdale when i say this <laughs> but what do they know what do they know it's just it seems it really it completely blew my suspension of disbelief that i was like wait no the people who write this show went to Riverdale. They went to that rich-ass school. They have to have. How like, do they not know? The climax of this episode literally takes place on a football field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's that was it for me. I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Where's yeah, the... Yeah, I mean... Where's Cl- Coach Clayton? At least Moose would have rolled Clayton? up and been like, yeah. Yeah. That, that was my whole thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's completely bizarre. My Weekly Weird, I'm just closing this out real quick... We've discussed it. It's not actually Alice's suggestion that they close a high school to make funds available for more police on one part of the town. It is the fact that either there are enough people who have the same fundamental misunderstanding of municipal politics and budgeting that they think it's a good idea, or I say, heart in my throat, that that's actually how it works in this show. Yeah. That's my weekly weird, is that it felt like maybe that's actually how it works in Riverdale. (laughs) And that we have entered into a speculative fiction zone (laughs) in which we have used world building to establish that you can just take money from the poor school systems and use it for cops in the um, rich neighborhoods. Turns out tax funds are all just like this big pool and whoever gets to it first. (laughs) But, but, hey... At any time you want during the year, you can just reassign. Reallocate it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, If you exactly. get the mayor's <laughs> seal of approval. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. What's so the that's hell? My what the fuck, Riverdale? Uh, yeah.
I just don't. I, I mean, look, we're in for a penny, in for a pound. We're we're gonna watch the rest of this show, but like Jesus, if it was the first, if this was the first episode, we wouldn't be doing this. Show. That's very. That's. God, that's true. That's so very true. Like, I live tweeted that first episode and I was like, I'm in. We're doing this podcast. <laughs> if this had been the first episode, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Uh, Not for me. Uh, um, yeah. Watch. Much as with a relationship, you don't <laughs> lead your television show with a toilet gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with that, thank you all for joining us this week. No shit. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Thank you for see taking you this soon, surreal guys. nightmare journey with us. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week.